to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Bullock. People, organizations, and communities need to prepare for and respond to natural and man-made disasters in a timely manner and in the most effective way possible. Our program examines what is being done before, during, and after a disaster and those unexpected events to keep you in the know. Disasters can happen to anyone. The question is, when will it happen to you? Now, here is your host, business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Fulick. And welcome to another episode of Preparing for the Unexpected. I'm your host, Alex Fulick. And as always, we like to talk about things related to disaster management, business continuity, emergency response, crisis communications, and anything and everything that can be related to those industries and anything that can be related where we need to be prepared. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone that if there's a topic you want us to talk about on the show or me to talk about on the show, please feel free, send me an email. On the Voice America website, there is a link there. It says send a host uh, to uh, send a message to the host. Feel free, do that. It comes straight to me. And uh, we'll see about getting you on the show to talk about your subject or find someone to talk about the subject so we can address your concerns or questions you may have. Or you can always just send me an email directly, alex at info, sorry, info at stone-road.com. I have so many emails, I'm getting them all mixed up. Um, And uh, for those that are in the Toronto area, I will be at the Continuity and Resilience Today conference, uh, May 29th to 31st. We'll be doing some interviews there, talking to a lot of the keynote speakers and people that are attending the conference. So please feel free Take a look at the uh, website, stop by, uh, World Conference uh, on Disaster Management, so wcdm.org, and there's a link there to the conference. Um, feel free to come by, you know, register. There's a lot of great hosts and people that are going to be speaking and talking about business continuity, so feel free to stop by and let's have a chat. Today's show, we're going to talk about crisis management and communications. And I like, um, I I know in in previous shows I've mentioned where I tend to like to break things down into easy chunks for people to understand, especially those that aren't in our industry. Um, Sometimes we have terminology or we have a a terminology that they've heard but misunderstand and not sure quite what it means, its definition, because we may have a a different definition than some uh, other areas. So I like to break things down into easy chunks. And today I do that with crisis management communications. The C's, so the letter C of crisis management. And there are seven of them that I have here that I'm going to go through in today's show and explain what they are. And some using these actually help uh, explain to people some of the aspects of crisis management communications and what they need to consider when they're putting their plans and the processes or even just having discussions, you know, how to put all this together so that they they can all speak the same language and understand what it is. I know uh, if you're like me, you can be in meetings and people tend to throw terminology and acronyms all over the place. And sometimes an acronym has a different meaning to you than it does to the person who's actually speaking. So, I tend to use these seven uh, areas, uh, seven C's, to help explain you know, my points and get discussions flowing and, and moving. So we're going to go through that today. And our first one on our list, and I'd like to apologize up front again, I'm still getting over my cold, it just refuses to disappear. 
So if uh, the odd little sniffle gets in there, I apologize up front. Uh, so back to the, the show, the first C is contain. Now, many of you may have uh, listened to an earlier show where I had Mr. Jerry McCusker on, and we were talking about uh, public relations and um, some crisis management. And this was a big one from him, is you want to contain, you know, the one, the situation. So you want to uh, understand what's happening. Don't let it uh, uh, expand. Think of firefighters. Firefighters, when they show up on the, the scene, or even policemen or first responders in general, they want to contain the situation, right? They cordon off the area. They don't want it to spread and uh, go, you know, fires spread to other homes and things like that. They want to contain the situation. You want to do that too. You know, if you've got some sort of a disaster situation, you want to contain your uh, your circumstances. You don't want it to keep growing, uh, you know, and getting worse. And when it comes to crisis management communications, you want to contain your message. You want to know what's happened right away. You know, what, what has happened? Get the facts together because you're going to be asked for them. You know, what happened? When did it happen? Who is impacted? Uh, possibly who's to blame, who knows. Um, you may not know these answers, uh, but you want to contain it and you want to get your message out there before others get your message out there. And I'm sure you've heard horror stories from many organizations. It's been on the news, you know, uh, all the, for years. If you're not getting your message out there properly, others will get it out there and the message they're getting out is usually wrong full of rumor, full of conjecture. You know, there there was a, uh, a movie a couple of years ago, and I, I wish I could remember its title. It's been bugging me all day. Uh, but it was taken, uh, filmed of a an incident, and then uh, the different segments were from the different people who saw the exact same situation, but all had a different view of it. They all had their own perspective of what they felt, what they saw, and what caused it, and... You know, what happened after the fact? Well, the same thing's going to happen if you don't contain your message and control what's going on. And control is actually the next C, so we're going to get into that in just a moment. So you want to contain your message to, you know, so that you are the subject matter expert, that people come to you, you know, or your organization or your spokesperson or, you know, your website or your social media site, whatever it is you're using, and hopefully it's a combination of all, but... You want to contain the message so that your message is the focal point for everybody. If you don't, and you don't contain it, then let's say myself, who may not know anything about your situation, I may hear 10 different tweets and Facebook postings or um, other webs news website postings of what they have heard um, from witnesses or other people. Meanwhile, your message has been lost. So you want to contain the situation. The next C, like I said, is control. And I think it's almost self-explanatory. You want to control what's going on. You want to take charge of the situation. And just like you, know, if you don't contain it, someone else will. You know, the, you want to use your media person, uh, whoever that may be, in front of the news, the, you know, the media spokesperson, the company president, or uh, the organization representative or the community representative, you know, if it's the mayor, you want to control what's going on. 
I remember uh, Rudy Giuliani, and I'm sure many of us do. You know, he was in control at 9-11. You know, we saw those horrific scenes on the news. We also saw him in control, walking around, talking to people, you know, showing uh, complete confidence, you know, and, you know, he, he may inside have been nervous as heck and not knowing what, what's happening, you know, scared just like everybody else was because it really felt like the world was going to pot that day. But he stayed in control. He kept his composure. He stayed in touch. You know, he shared his emotions when, when needed and he gave direction when needed. You know, and that's what you want to do. You want to be seen. You want to be heard. If you're not seen, no one's looking for you. If you're not heard, no one's listening to you. You want to be heard. You want to be seen. You want, like I said, in contain, you want to be the focal point that people come to with questions and know that what you're saying is the correct message. What you're saying is the information that they should be listening to and the information they should be passing on. And part of that control is also controlling what information goes out. And I found uh, having a conversation with a, a crisis communications expert a long time ago, and she told me that one thing she always did was become friends with the media. And I don't mean you know, go and having a drink and you know, dinner and things like that, but respecting the media for what it is they need to do and using their expertise. You have one voice, and people are just looking at you. They've got a voice too, but their voice goes so much further than yours. So use their expertise and their networks to help get your message out there. You know, treat them with respect, give them the information they need, because they have a job to do too, just like you do, and work with them, you know, um, and stay focused um, the next point, stay focused on your message. Again, referencing the, the show Jerry McCusker uh, with regards to public relations and, and communications. Too often, sometimes the media spokesperson or whoever happens to be in front of the cameras starts addressing rumor and conjecture and addressing all these other little pieces of information, uh, whether true or not. Uh, floating around, but have nothing to do with your message. You want to stay focused on your message. You need to control your message. This is what's happened. Here's who is impacted. This is what we're doing about it. This is what we don't know. You know, and believe me, there's nothing wrong with saying what you don't know. You know, if you don't know something, admit it. Don't make something up because when it does pop up or you do get the um, updated information, the correct information, you're going to look rather silly in front of the, the cameras and the microphones. You know, it's going to look like you're, you're not really a reliable source. And then again, now you've lost control and you're not going to be able to contain your message. If you hear, so if you hear a rumor or conjecture, just stay on, 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 on your, your, your subject, you know, you, the topic that you want to communicate, the message you want people to know, the directions you need to communicate. You know, you may, depending on the situation, you may want to get vital information across to community members or company members or partners or whoever is impacted. There's maybe something that you want them to know. 
So you're going to want people to understand, you know, uh, what it is you're trying to get across. And if you keep going off subject, well, they're never going to get that message and you may never get the help you actually need. You know, you may need them to do something and that's not going to happen. So don't let others mess up your message. You know, stay, stay contained, you know, contain the, the situation itself and keep in control of what's actually going on. Don't let others take the control away from you. Um, I've seen uh, a few, um, uh, what we would call them, um, media conferences uh, where you can just tell the speaker is starting to lose control because they're starting to get animated and their voice is raising and, you know, I won't say yelling, but they're, they're talking louder than they were once before. And, you know, and they're, they're starting to look around and a lot of arm gestures, they're losing control. They're losing focus on what they need to, to communicate. And they're starting to address things that aren't relevant to the situation. You know, um, they're, they're letting others take control and, um, you know, it's like a leader, you know, losing all their followers. They start grasping at straws to anything to try and keep the focus on them. You know, you don't want people to disappear. Well, that's not going to happen. You know, if you lose control and you start getting animated and upset with those asking questions, you know, why are you asking me that question? You know, and uh, you hear about those all the time, you know, on the news where, you know, so-and-so was asked this question and listen, here's their response. It's not so much about the subject they were talking about. It's more the way the person acted that makes the headline, you know, such and such actor or such and such politician or such and such musician or community leader didn't like a certain question. So they responded angrily and this is what happened. And it gets captured all on film and sound gets posted on YouTube, all the media outlets gets tweeted. And there you go. You know, the, the actual subject, whatever it may be, that they were talking about is no longer the focus. They are, you know, and their reaction. So that's not the way to go and handle things. So we've got contain, control, and our next one is command. It's all, this one's almost self-explanatory as well. You want to take command of what's going on. And when, when I talk about command... I talk about the, the crisis management team and the crisis management team uh, groups and the leadership and everything related to that. You know, people that are in charge of the response or the restoration or the recovery, the, you know, those that when an incident occurs in an organization or a, a community, they're the ones right there, the front line, you know, uh, the front line people who have to respond and, and start doing something whether it be communicating, whether it be rebuilding a network, whether it be building, you know, uh, some sort of process, uh, anything. They're, that's what command is, a crisis management uh, team. Uh, you can look that up uh, if, if you're unfamiliar with the crisis management team structure. Um, and it, there are other names, different uh, groups use different names, the, you know, the disaster team, or um, I even worked one place where we called it the farm team. Uh, functional area recovery management team, which I kind of liked actually. Um, it was it rang a bell, and people always kind of it it struck with people, and they were able to remember it. You know, a farm team. Oh yeah, do we have a farm team for this? We have a farm team for that. So that's uh, command means that you know who is doing what, when, where, why, who, and how. You know what what do they need to do? What do they need to consider? 
How are they contacting each other? You know, are there call trees in place? Do, do they send messages back and forth through Twitter? Or does everybody have a, a cell phone they can, uh, you know, hopefully they do. Usually these days everyone does. Send messages back and forth so that they can all meet together in, in a secure location. Not so much a, an assembly location, though, you know, if you're evacuating a, a facility, um, that could be one of them, of course. But if it happens on a weekend or an evening when people are all over a city or, you know, in the country you know, fishing or something, somehow they can all get a hold of each other and know that we have X situation uh, happening and we need to regroup and we need to talk about what's going on and know right up front while that's happening, somebody out of that group has taken leadership and has started to do something. Um I'm going to talk a little bit more about command, but we've come to the end of our first segment. So we're going to take a quick break and we're talking about the C's of crisis management. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. And welcome back to the show. We're talking about the six, or actually the seven, C's of crisis management and communications. In our first segment, we talked about contain, you know, contain the situation, 
and control the situation, stay in control, and keep your own control you know, of yourself as well. And we started talking about command. So I'd like to continue on about command. Uh, with the crisis management team leadership, as I had mentioned, or the, the disaster recovery teams, as, as some may call it, you also want to know who's responsible for what, right? You want to know who, when this command uh, team meets and gets together, you want to know that Jane is in charge of logistics, you know, and anything to do with human resources is Bob. You know, you want those things in place so that there isn't uh, anyone who ends up on this phone call or meeting in this location saying, okay, who's going to do this and who's going to do that? It has to be known ahead of time, you know, and some organizations have that documented in, you know, minutia detail. It's just so detailed, you know, take a left foot here and your right foot there and, you know, blink at this time of day. You know, it's so detailed. Others just have a high level outline because and the reason for that is sometimes the situation is going to dictate exactly what you need to do. You know, there are a myriad uh, of scenarios out there, and you're never going to be able to cover them all. And if you listen to um, one of the previous shows that I, I did on the uh, challenges of, of business continuity management programs, you'll know that uh, disasters, I tend to categorize into people, places, and things. And by extension, you know, uh, external parties that you're related to in one way or another who should also have plans for people, places, and things when, when uh, something happens. And so your command structure has to be able to deal with that. Our people have been impacted by pandemic. So obviously IT is, you know, uh, hopefully prepared to know that, okay, a lot of people are, we're going to close our facility. People are going to stay at home. They're going to be working from home if provided they have that ability. So they've already got something in place to allow more people to, to dial in, you know, you don't want to be figuring that out, you know, okay, well, we're going to close our facility. What do we do? Well, um, you know, you can't hum and haw, you know, at, at that time, you know, and you're not really in command uh, or control at that time if you're humming and hawing trying to figure out what to do. And I also started talking about, you know, how people contact you. Sometimes there is a lot of pushback from people when it comes to wanting to give their organization, you know, contact information, you know, well, for payroll purposes, you kind of got to give some information. You have to, you know, uh, you, you know, they, they got to be able to cut a check for someone with a bank account, you know, and you have to provide some information, you know, uh, for direct deposits and things like that. But if you refuse to give you know, your home number and cell number, so, or, or an email address or a Twitter uh, account handle or, um, anything along those lines, then you've got to understand that when something happens, you're not going to be communicated to, you know, and that's going to have an impact on you. So contact information for these crisis uh, management team leaders, you know, regardless of the team, logistics, human resources, technology, etc., they're going to need to have that information available to them so they know who to contact, when they need to contact them what information they need to provide them. You know, uh, Bob may call up Jane and say, Jane, I need you to go to such and such address and do X, Y, Z. And hopefully Jane already knows what that is ahead of time. And, um, you know, in a perfect world, Jane is available. Jane can go 
and do what needs to get done. You know, you have to make sure that information is kept up to date. You know, um, and I've actually been in a situation where uh, somebody moved. We had them all set up in this uh, notification application. We had all the numbers uh, logged in and uh, some email addresses. We sent a blast message off. And then one of these people said, well, how come I didn't get it, you know, a couple of days later? And we said, well, here's the information we got for you. And he goes, I moved six months ago. Well, how would we know that? <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have known unless, you, unless that person tells us. We, and we went through a maintenance process even, uh, review to make sure everything was updated. So command, you need all those things, things in place or it's going to be difficult. And command also can mean a place to run you know, operations. Like I mentioned, a, a place for all the crisis management team leaders to gather. That could be a coffee shop, depending on, you know, the, what's happened and where it is. It could be a meeting room. You know, uh, meeting room number four, when something happens, you know, that it's critical and, and the crisis management team um, is activated, that room becomes the command center. You know, all the, the key leaders are in there. That's where you can find them. And it may already be decked out, uh, you know, there may be a cabinet in there with, that has markers and whiteboards and all kinds of things, you know, ready for them to use. You know, uh, I've been in places where um, actually my current client right now that I'm doing work with uh, has this nice big boardroom, you know, 12 people, seats more than 12, but, you know, they say it's 12. And there's a big sign on it. It says this is the incident command center um, s- stating that if anything happens, you know, and there's a big... Uh, issue and the commands uh, team is required they take over the room at any time and it could be you're in the middle of a meeting halfway through a presentation well you're going to get a knock on that door going get out <laughs> we have an issue this is where we're meeting so you know it can also mean your your command center or your um, operating center uh, you know there are different terms uh, that different places use for that but it's a place for all those teams to meet you know, hold their conference calls, um, you know, keep their issue logs and tracking logs of what's happening and what needs to get done, you know, um, and you may want to, you will want something like that in place. So that's command. So we've had contain, control, command, and now continue. Continue. You're going to want to continue your business and operations. Regardless of the situation, whatever happens, you're going to want to keep going. You're not just going to give up. Oh, we've had a flood. Too bad. We're done. Goodbye. Oh, we've had a fire. Too bad. Goodbye. No, that's not going to happen. The longer you're out, the greater the impact is going to be, right, on yourself, your employees, the employees' families, all the parties that are involved with your organization or community service providers, you know, for, for some buildings, even the, the cafeteria staff, they may not be your staff. They belong to somebody else, but they're impacted. They can't go back to work. Even the people, the janitorial people that come in, you know, at night, they can't do their job either. So they're impacted. Everyone is impacted. So crisis management, you want to continue. You know, what can we get up and running where as fast as we can? Sure, if you've lost your facility for a while, Obviously, your cafeteria is not going to be your priority number one, you know, or changing the uh, mud mats, you know, at the front door. You know, that's not going to be your high priority, but still people are going to be impacted. What you're going to want 
is to get your operations up and running as fast as you can and the most critical items as, as you can. And that has to have been identified ahead of time. And some people identify that through performing a big, arduous you know, business impact analysis. Others simply turn around and say, I want email and I want people to be able to withdraw funds from their accounts. Those are the two things we need right up front. You know, they didn't go through a BIA to do that. And I've been places that have done it that way. You know, that that's when uh, one of the uh, previous shows I mentioned, you're going to want to know what the expectations are of your leadership. You know, if that's what they're, they're expecting, well, a BIA, what's the point of doing that? These are the things we need up as fast as we can do it. You know, you may want to flag, and this may upset some people, but you may want to flag email, and I'll just say 10 hours just because it's a round number. Most people probably want it sooner than that. You know, 10 hours to have email up and running. Well, you know what? When email goes down, we work to get that up and running as fast as we can, regardless of 10 hours. You know, every all hands on deck, so to speak, right? So, so that you can continue, you know, receiving, you know, transactions or receiving information that you normally do, you know, and email obviously is a major communication tool. So internally and externally. So you want that up, up and running. So you want to be able to continue some of these key items, you know, withdrawing funds. So your banking uh, system, maybe not uh, some of the balancing and the reconciliation, you know, some of the back end stuff, you know, that, uh, all, all those data entry and analysts and all, all these other uh, technical specialists do in the background. But me, as a person on the street, I don't care if X institution has a problem. I want to be able to withdraw 20 bucks. You know, so the bank machine, you know, the ATM uh, system has to be available. And you have to be able to have the cash flow to fill those machines. Those pieces need to go up, you know, right away. We have to have a plan in place. We have to have a communication plan in place. You know, those operations, you want to make sure you continue. And that's the stuff you want to have in place before something occurs. You know, and it's well-versed. Everyone knows what to focus on. You know, as I mentioned, if you activate, you know, the crisis management team, they should know up front, email and the cash services system or whatever team or whatever the the, the process is called in your organization or community or, you know, those are the two things they're going to focus on right away. No hands, no discussion about it. You know, they, they know what needs to get done because if you, if you don't, you're going to spend a lot of your time firefighting. And I mentioned firefighting before uh, at the beginning in the first segment where firefighters contain a fire, right? Stop it from spreading. You know, whether that be creating some sort of a barrier or, you know, digging a trench or something to stop fires from, from spe- spreading. The same thing with, with continue. You know, firefighting, you don't want to end up spending all your time putting out all these little things because you don't know what to focus on. You know, oh, you know uh, we need to get XYZ application up and ABC application up. And you're encountering problems. Well, you're encountering problems because... They need email and that cash services system to be up and running first. So now you've got all these extra fires um, and people complaining um, internally and users upset and maybe clients upset because your key focus 
you know, you don't have the, the items you need to continue your business in place, up and running, or even being addressed right away. So you need to, to make that happen, you know, um, and keep focused. Uh, I remember telling someone, it's like trying to walk a straight line on a pogo stick. You know, you got to be in command and continue going forward, focused where you're going. You know, pogo sticks, if for anyone who doesn't know, you bounce all over the place, you know, and you end up going left and right. And a straight line is really difficult to do unless unless you've been doing it for many, many years. So we've had contain, control, command, continue. And now we have a big one. Communicate. Now, overall, I've kind of touched on this uh, almost through all um, pieces. And uh, I've said it many times on the show. And many guests have said it on the show. Communication is the key. It's like an archway. You know, you're the cornerstone right up at the top, you know, or the, the cap, capstone. Take the capstone out, that whole arch falls. You know, if you don't have communication in your your business continuity management disaster planning arch, the whole thing will fall down. So communicate. You want to communicate quickly, often, and effectively. Quickly means, you. I remember when I first started 21 years ago, it used to be, you know, get a press release out in six hours. Now when something happens, you know, if something happened here in uh, uh, my neighborhood where I lived, I can guarantee you within a minute, there'd be something on social media, you know, uh, stating, oh, there's an ambulance down here, or there's a fire truck, or a house exploded, or you know, car accident or, you know, some, some other terrible tragedy. You don't have six hours anymore. And quite often, organizations or communities still think communicating via uh, press releases, you know, and the uh, news media is the best way to go. Well, not necessarily. And I'm not saying you don't utilize them because you're going to want to utilize them. But if so many organizations and even cities now, you know, individuals and cities all have some sort of a Twitter handle, a Facebook page, you know, some sort of communication that they're using to advertise their, their city, you know, what's going on, leverage those. You know, we've had an incident at such and such location, uh, more information will follow. You know, that way you're acknowledging right away you're already communicating and you could still have people evacuating your building, but the message is out there. And Lord forbid lawyers get involved who, you know, and I'm not knocking lawyers, um, but I've been in meeting rooms where you're trying to come up with messages and the message that goes out ends up being a watered down, wishy-washy version of what really should be going out. You know, you have to speak the truth and be open and honest. And, you know, if, if you are having a conference call, you know, or press release, uh, or um, standing at, you know, in front of a microphone, uh, you know, behind a lectern, you want to be able to say, our next conference, uh, or my um, the next update, we will give you in one hour, two hours, three hours, let people know ahead of time, you know, when it's going to be. Because then that also tells your listeners, whether it be the general public, the your partners, your employees, you know, or anybody else who's paying attention, because uh, it could be people that have nothing to do with your operations or, you know, on the other side of the country from where your community is located. They know that, well, if I hear all this other stuff that comes through, I know it's not true because 
the next communication is supposed to be coming from them, you know, in, in two hours, you know, and so they're they're more willing to give you the benefit of a doubt because you you said you're going to be providing more information at such and such a time. So, and we're going to take our second break. We're going to come back and talk about um, the last couple and uh, a little bit more about communicate. We're going to take our second break. We'll be right back. We're talking about the C's of crisis management and communications. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com All round the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river. Like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. And welcome back to the show. We're talking about the C's of crisis management and communications. And we've talked about contain, control, command, continue. And I got halfway through communicate. Uh, so I'm just going to finish that one off and then we'll go to our last two. So we said we want to uh, communicate quickly, often and effectively, you know, um, and make sure you communicate what you know and admit to what you don't know. And for goodness sake, don't say no comment or off the record. No comment means you're probably hiding something. And if it's if you aren't, if you really aren't hiding anything by saying no comment, people are going to believe you are. They will think you're hiding something. And then once again, you're going to start losing control because now the rumor rumor mill will start going and people will start coming up with their own narrative of what's happening and you will lose control of your narrative. You will 
you'll be off your own message because you'll be fighting all of those, you know, uh, going against all the rumor and conjecture and what everyone else is saying when you want to get a different set of information out that is beneficial to people. So, and off the record, there is no such thing as off the record. You know, you, you've heard it before, you know, you hear it in the news now, you know, in, in, in the white house, you know, with all those leaks that were coming out, you know, uh, people are saying off the record, this and that, well, it causes problems, you know, and that happens everywhere. It happens here in Canada as well. You know, it's happening in the White House now. It's happening in 10 Downing Street. You know, all these leaks that come out. You know, no such thing as off-the-record comments. Everything is on the record. Just because a recording machine is not on um, does not mean it's not being heard. So there's no such thing. And don't forget the different... Sometimes you have different levels of communication. What you may be communicating to your board of directors, you know, or your city council may be different than what you need to tell your employees. You know, so make sure you, when you're communicating, you're communicating the right message to the right audience. You know, your, your um, suppliers, vendors, and business partners, or third-party service providers of, of any sort, they're going to want to hear one message. Your employees are going to want a different message, right? Because they're carrying that message back to their family. They're going to want to know the details. When am I going back to work? Am I going to get paid? Right? You know, or the, the community. When are we going to have this service back up and running? When is our hospital going to be re- reopened? When, when are there, the firefighters going to be you know, available? You know, whatever the case may be. The, don't forget you have different audiences. You may need the same message you know, to go out to everybody, but you may have to ta- tailor some of the details so that it's specific to an audience. Hopefully, you're in a situation where you can do it once, one message to you know everyone, um, but sometimes that's not the case, especially when you're starting to get people back to work and get operations up and running. You know, you're not going to be communicating, you know, hey, we're going to have uh, these 10 people come into the office at 1 p.m. on Thursday who are going to start doing this. That information you're going to be communicating internally. That's not something you're probably going to be telling all your partners. You know, you're just, you're probably just going to tell them we're we are testing our operations. We're we hope to be back, you know, up and running on Friday. So don't forget, you know, with with communications. Okay, you've got different audiences. You have to tailor your message, and so um, and don't say no comment and don't say off the record. So now we'll get to number six: care. Show that you care. I mentioned Rudy Giuliani, and I mentioned, you know, I haven't mentioned, but um, you will see other uh, people on the news that try to sound like they care. If you remember the Lac Megantique uh, rail disaster in Quebec, a small town that, you know, its downtown core was destroyed because of a runaway train, he didn't sound as though he cared. He may have cared, but he decided to run the disaster from his office in Chicago. Well, this is Quebec, you know, a small town in Quebec, you know, a thousand miles away. It didn't seem like he cared by running a, trying to manage the situation, you know, from his office um, in his tower. Let's say he was in a tower for the sake of argument, you know, on the top floor. That didn't seem like he cared, you know. And yet you see others... Rudy Giuliani is in control. You can see it on his face, you know, the emotion um, that, that he's feeling with what's happening at 
And uh, another bad example is uh, the uh, Event Horizon uh, disaster in the Gulf of Mexico a couple of years back, where uh, Tony Hayward, the uh, BP CEO at the time, said, you know, I, I want everyone to feel you know, uh, like they they you know, get them back to normal. You know, I, I want everyone to have their life back. He wants his life back, you know. And, well, that's not something to say. That didn't sound like he cared. It seemed more like he cared about himself rather than, you know, the the loss of life on the, the oil rig and everyone that's going to be impacted by the oil slick that's happening. You know, they, it didn't come across as though he cared, you know, if you if you don't make it sound as though people are the the key, and I have said this so many times on this show, and so many guests have said this, if you come across as though material things are more important than people, you're going to lose control of your message. You're going to lose the support of anyone who may be giving you support. If you show you care, people will pay attention to you, and they'll start wanting to help because you're showing your emotions. Uh, I remember, uh, and I had to write this down, uh, I remember reading an article some time ago that said, and I quote, speak to people's emotions and how they, how they see the disaster, not how you, you know, the organization or the community, see the disaster. And I think that's so true. You know, if you've got people that are impacted, you know, by a flood, they've lost their home and there's been floods, you know, along the East Coast. You know, there's been floods actually uh, about a half an hour away from where I live here in Brantford, Ontario, there, where people were, um, you know, flooded because of uh, rains and the melting snow, you know, very quickly. You you have to show that, you know, what, what they're feeling, what they're going through is important. You know, as an outsider, what I have to do to help them isn't the key piece. It's them. They're the key piece. They're the ones who are impacted by this. So when you're trying to communicate, you got to see things through their eyes, how they're impacted. And your message has to uh, be able to address their fears and their concerns and the information they need to know, you know, what, what's available to them. You know, how are they going to uh, survive? Think of, um, uh, I, I know, we, I believe we had it on the show. I was talking with a host, and I should have uh, looked at this uh, earlier today, where they said in Fort McMurray, they set up some mobile units. Um, oh, the Salvation Army, that's it. I knew it would come to me. The Salvation Army, where they set up some mobile units to help everybody there. They didn't show up you know, to for their own purposes. They showed up to care and help the people that were impacted, give them food, give them a place to, to sit and be safe, and to be a set of ears, just to listen to people's concerns. You know, and and their fears, and you know the the things they've lost, and how they've been impacted. That's what's key. You've got to show you care, and this goes to the into the next, uh, the and the final C of uh, crisis management and communications, is the community. Regardless of how big your organization is, what you do, where you're located, or if you are a community, and you know, regardless of what country you're in, region, the language you speak. You are still a part of a community. You have your employees. You have, you know, the employee families, you know, by extension, obviously. You have local businesses, you know, your competitors, your business partners, suppliers upstream, you know, vendors downstream. 
You know, you're building tenants if you're sharing a building, you know, which includes, and I mentioned some of these before, janitorial uh, company that comes in to help, cafeteria, you know, uh, your anybody, you know, the, the building beside you, you know, you are a part of a community. And you've got to respond and communicate as though you are a part of that community. If you separate yourself out from that community when something occurs, that community is not going to welcome you for, for very much longer. They're not going to support you. They're not going to try and help you get up and running. You know, they're not going to want to, um, you know, give you the benefit of the doubt when something happens. They're going to find ways to, you know, basically contradict everything you said. You know, if you're saying, oh, yeah, we're great community involvement you know we we do this we sponsor that um but at the same time your actions during a disaster or even when somebody else is feeling something is you're you you don't participate you don't lend a helping hand you know you um you poisoned a river or something you know extreme you know to that that extent you're losing the community you know the the community isn't going to stand there and be beside you any longer you know, so those are the C's that I tend to talk about with different uh, organizations and, and people that I talk to so that everyone understands what crisis management is. And of course, you know, I've only got three minutes of uh, 16, three segments, sorry, of 16 minutes. And there's so much more I know we can talk about. And I know anyone in crisis management and communications, there's a specialist out there right now is probably saying, oh, you forgot this and forgot that. I know, and I know there's so much more we could say, and I'm actually going to challenge you. If there is some things you want to uh, add to this, then get in touch with me and let's get you on here and let's make it a topic and fill in some of the gaps here. You know, I'm, I'm only scratching the surface. And I know I'm only scratching the surface. But let's recap. We have contain, where you want to... Uh, get a grip of the situation, you know, know the tactics ahead of time and like firefighters, you know, put a barrier around the situation, you know, contain it, stop it from spiraling out of your control. Because if you wait too long on that, well, you're going to have a big problem. You know, you're not going to be able to get control of it. You're not going to be able to command it. Um, the second C is control, actually. You know, take charge of the situation or someone else is going to do it for you. You know, use your crisis management team, uh, the pieces you need, you know, be seen and be heard. Command, you know, your crisis management team again and all the various roles and responsibilities and know ahead of time who's responsible for what and what they need to do. You know, have a place to meet, have a central location. And it may mean you have more than one location, by the way, especially for large companies. Sometimes they have more than one command center, you know, command center in Canada, one in the U.S., one in um, uh, the UK, and when something happens, all three are activated. One may be much busier than the other, you know, uh, where the situation is, but the other two get activated as well. Uh, continue, you know, you want to continue your operations, get everything up and running as best as you can, you know, the stuff that you need to focus on, you know, uh, whether that be, like I said, email or your cash uh, transfer or management or, you know, deposits, you know, whatever that may be, you know, Focus, continue your key operations. Communicate. Communicate often, quickly, effectively. Communicate what you know, what you don't know. 
don't say no comment and don't say off the record. Don't forget you have different levels of communications and some may require more detail and uh, have specifics attached to them than others. Not every audience ends up with the same communication. You may start out with some general ones uh, at the very onset of a situation, but they may have to get tailored to different audiences as you start going through. You know, your uh, communications to employees may get more detailed as time goes on, as they start coming back into the office or being relocated. Care. Show that you care. People first. Not a server. Not a network cable. You know, you're, if you don't show you care, you're going to lose your reputation. You're going to lose the support. You're going to, you're going to look like you don't care. And the last one, community. You know, no matter what, you're a part of community, no matter where you are. Like I said, and you've got to remember that. So those are the C's of crisis management communications. Contain, control, command, continue, communicate, care, and community. And I use those to talk with uh, people in organizations when they want to understand what crisis management communications is. Like I said, I tend to kind of uh, simplify and group concepts so that everyone can grasp what it is. Because sometimes I'm using some terminology or some acronyms that they may not be familiar with, uh, or even an acronym that they are familiar with, but has a completely different meaning to them than it does for me. So that's the show for this week. I want to remind everyone again, you know, uh, come and see me and talk to me and maybe we can get you on the show at the Continuity and Resilience Today Conference in Toronto, May 29th to 31st. I'll be hanging around. If there's any topics you want us to talk about, please feel free, send me an email, you know, through the Voice America website. There's a button there that says send an email to the host. Um, and let me know what you want us to talk about or if you want to be on the show or who should be on the show. You know, reach out to uh, Bob in Singapore or something uh, like that. You know, I'm more than willing to uh, investigate those options. I know I'm putting a list together now of doing the next round of uh, hosts. Uh, sorry, host. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yes, coming to uh, the show. So please feel free. Reach out. And in the meantime, everyone, uh, please take care of yourselves and stay prepared. Thank you for joining us for Preparing for the Unexpected. Please tune in for another edition featuring your host, Alex Bullock, next Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you here next week.